Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Bible in Order, where we are chronologically going through the entire Bible in one year. Today's reading for July 7th is the book of Jonah. There are four chapters. And Jonah is one of the widely taught stories that most of us are probably familiar with. Jonah disobeyed God when he was told to go and preach a message that he didn't want to preach to a people he didn't want to see repent. And so he flees, jumps on a ship, tries to go in the opposite direction. God sends a storm. The storm is so bad that the sailors on the ship know that it's from God. They know it's somebody's fault who is on the ship. They draw straws. Actually, they cast lots, but it's like drawing straws. The lot falls to Jonah. And they say to him, what have you done? Who is your God? I serve Yahweh, the God who created the heavens and the seas and the land. I've been running from him. What must we do to spare our lives? These men say. Jonah says, throw me overboard. So fearfully, with prayer of repentance, God, please don't hold us accountable for this man's life. Offering sacrifices to God, the one true God. They throw Jonah overboard, and Jonah certainly thinks he's dying in his prayer. After his life is saved, he said, As my life was fading away, I remembered Yahweh, and my prayer came to you. Your life was fading away, Jonah? Jonah, you of little faith? But he says in his prayer in chapter 2, verse 5, the water engulfed me. This translation says up to my neck or up to the neck, but the literal rendering says the water engulfed me, threatening my life. The watery depths overcame me. Seaweed was wrapped around my head. I sank to the foundations of the mountains. The earth's gates shut behind me forever. And then you raised me from the pit, Yahweh, my God. He goes on to say, As for me, I will sacrifice to you with a voice of thanksgiving. I will fulfill what I have vowed. Salvation belongs to Yahweh. So Jonah thought he was dying. And certainly he would have died had God not sent a great fish to swallow him and then for three days swim around with Jonah in his stomach you can only imagine how that must have smelled and felt and the fish drops Jonah off back where he's supposed to be going to Nineveh But it makes me wonder, why did Jonah hate the Ninevites so much? Why did he not want to go there? I mean, clearly he knew Yahweh. He was a 
prophet of the Most High God, why did he not want to go and obey Nineveh? Perhaps somebody from Nineveh, some Ninevite, did something to him in the past. Perhaps somebody did something to his family in the past. Maybe it was a general disdain for their lifestyle because they were a wicked people. They worshipped the goddess of Ishtar, or at least one of her representations from ancient times. You know, they would pray to this goddess of love, sex, sensuality, who was also a goddess of war. They would pray to her and they would call her Lord. Of course not Yahweh, but the actual word Lord, which means master. And I wonder if Jonah, as a righteous person, was fed up with the culture of people who prayed to this false god, this man-made deity, this demon of sex and sensuality and war. Wonder how those people lived on a daily basis, what their habits were like, what their relationships were like. Maybe Jonah just looked on them with disdain because he viewed himself as righteous and they were wicked. Maybe he was jealous because they got to fulfill the lusts of their flesh and he knew that it was wrong, but he was jealous. Of course, I don't know. It's purely conjecture on my part. Could have been any of these things or none of these things. Might have just been that he was tired. Maybe he was tired of preaching a gospel that was unpopular. Maybe Jonah was like some of us who have tried and tried and tried and tried to follow God and he's met again and again and again by failure. God, why are you having me preach to these people who won't listen? Why did you send me here? Nobody cares. Regardless, at the end of the day, Jonah was obedient and he went with a message that essentially said, in 40 days, this city will be no more. That's it. And for three days, he walked across the city proclaiming that, essentially, you guys are all going to die. You have 40 days. He really didn't even tell them to repent. But they did. Even the king put on sackcloth and mourned and declared a fast and said, even the animals, no living thing in the city of Nineveh will eat or drink. We will fast and mourn over our sin before a holy God. And it seems like such a harsh message. God saying, you're all going to die. You will all die. It seems so harsh. And yet it was the most loving message 
because if they hadn't heard it, they would have never repented and there would have never been a revival in that city. There never would have been a turning away of sin. And so from Jonah's perspective, we need to learn that we need preachers that will tell us the truth, even when it's an unpopular message. In today's cancel culture, people will block and remove and call for the ousting and the firing and the censure censor of people who speak the truth that is unpopular. It should not be this way, friends. We need the truth. And so beware of the preachers who only ever say positive and encouraging things about how God wants to love you and bless you and prosper you and give you everything that you want, who never call you to repentance. Because the true gospel includes both. God accepts us for who we are. He loves us. He made us the way we are. And when we enter into relationship with him, we bring nothing to the table except for humility and hunger, which are the currencies of heaven. God takes us and accepts us as we are, but he does not let us stay as we were. He conforms us into his image. He makes us holy. And it only happens through humility and hunger by accepting the truth on his terms, not ours. God bless you, my friends. We'll see you tomorrow and... If you haven't checked out our Facebook group, check us out, The Bible in Order, on Facebook. Join the community, put out your prayer requests, pray for others. We answer questions. It's a great place. We'd love to see you there.